Welcome back to Agent Investor, inspiring stories of active agents investing in real estate and building passive income. In a business where potential deals are all around you, why not leverage your skills to invest for yourself, your family, and your future? And now, let's jump into the latest episode of Agent Investor. Hey everyone, Tom Caffarella here. Today, I'm going to be talking about something that I used to do really, really quite frequently early on in my real estate investing career. And it's how to utilize real estate agents to both find you deals and to help you raise capital. So when I first started, I used to go from real estate office to real estate office. And I used to ask the broker in charge to allow me to do a very brief 20 or 30 minute presentation. And this 20 or 30 minute presentation that I used allowed me to not only raise capital, but to find great deals. So forging relationships with real estate brokers and real estate agents in your market can be hugely beneficial. So let me tell you exactly how I did it exactly how it worked and exactly why it allowed me to both raise capital and find great deals. So what I used to do is I used to call the broker owner of the office that I would want to visit. And I would always look for, by the way, real estate brokerages that had a lot of agents because I wanted as big of a possible audience as I could. So in my area, I would always look for real estate offices that had 30 plus agents. So I would make a database and I would look to see um, which offices in the greater Boston area would have 30 plus agents. And then my next step would be to call the broker owner or in some cases, the the managing agent. Um, Sometimes you can't get in touch with the broker owner and there's someone that actually manages the office uh, that would make sense to get in contact with. And what I would do is just a really brief pitch. Hey, um, I'm a local real estate investor. I'd like to come out, visit your brokerage, and show your agents how to make more money by working with investors. And I don't think I got rejected once. Um, The only time I ever wasn't able to get into an office was if I wasn't able to get in front of the person, if I wasn't able to initially speak uh, to the person that I needed to speak to. So I wasn't able to get to the broker owner or I wasn't able to get to the managing broker. Um, But typically, it's very simple to do. And most bigger real estate offices will have a training day. So it will be something like every Tuesday or every Thursday where they'll have a different topic. And they'll usually rotate different things like compliance issues or they'll have a mortgage broker come in to talk about different mortgage rates and mortgage products. And so those are the days where it makes sense for me to go in. And so I would ask them, you know, do you have a specific day where you have real estate agent training? Um, And if so, can I come by for 20 to 30 minutes, introduce myself to the group and see if I can show your agents how to make more money by working with investors? One important thing that I want to mention really quick is that it's super important um, that even if you aren't comfortable speaking, which, by the way, I'm not comfortable with speaking at all. I'm not a good speaker. I never was. I never will be. 
But um, you have to learn to at least get the courage to speak because it's really important that you be the focal point, right? So if you go to a networking event or if you go to a broker office and you just come in and you're one of 50 people and you're trying to make your way around and shake as many hands as you can, it's going to be impossible for you to get your message out to every single person, right? So you need to be in front of the group and you need to be speaking. And so what typically happens is after you speak at any event, typically what will happen is there'll be a bunch of people that will literally rush up to you, right? So if you have a good topic, if you have something that they want to learn and you have some way that you can work together to help them make more money, right after you're done talking, you're going to get rushed. You're going to get five or 10 people that are going to want to talk with you. And obviously those people are going to be the most important that you want to get meetings with after the fact. So step one is I would identify the real estate offices that make sense to visit based on the volume of agents and also based on where they had their listings. So of course, I wouldn't travel two hours outside of my office because of the fact that the listings that those agents, the sellers that those agents are meeting are not good candidates for me to buy because the properties are outside of the geographic area that I like. So I would make a database of all of the real estate offices. I would contact the broker owner or I would contact the manager, ask them if I could come and speak. And then what I would do is the first part of my presentation, about two thirds of my presentation would be to illustrate and show the real estate agents at that office how they can make three times more money by working with me than, than, than not working with me. But let me just explain that. Um, I'm probably think, overthinking the complication of it, but it's a really simple concept. So what you want to train agents to do is when they come across an investment type deal, a property that needs a lot of work or a seller that's interested in selling to an investor, you want them to bring you that deal first. You want them to bring you that deal before the property gets listed and before there's a bunch of other competition on it. And the reason why it's going to make sense and why it's going to be exciting for that agent to do and why it works so well is that typically speaking, an agent is going to go out there, they're going to meet with a seller, and they're going to get a five, four, five, or 6% listing contract. In almost every case, a real estate agent is going to have to split that commission between themselves and a buyer agent. So what we pitch and what we, we train them to do is when they identify an investment seller, someone who has a house that's beat up or that wants to sell directly to an investor, which by the way is only going to be about 10% of the sellers that they come across, that they bring us that deal. We go out there, we make them an offer. And instead of that agent splitting their commission, they're going to get 100% of that commission. So right away, right out of the gate, they're going to make double their normal commission by working with us, working with an investor. But then to even make it more exciting for the agent, what we're then going to do is we're going to offer them to list the property after we're done with the renovation, right? So that listing agent, instead of getting 2.5%, let's assume it's a 5% listing, instead of them getting 2.5% because they had to share half of it with another real estate agent, they're going to get 5% upfront. And then they're going to get a 5% listing on the back end, which typically they are going to split 50-50 with a buyer agent. Okay, So instead of making 2.5% on every deal, 
they're going to make 7.5%. So again, if you run the numbers really quickly, let's just say that their typical commission is $10,000. Instead of making $10,000 on that transaction, they're going to make $30,000, right? So it's pretty exciting for an agent to work with an investor. And it's really a win-win because their client wants to sell to an investor. And I'm not talking about you um, trying to get agents to pitch every single seller on an investment deal because it doesn't make sense for most sellers to sell to an investor. I'm talking about when they identify there's an opportunity or that the seller does want to sell directly to an investor that they call you and you get there first, right? So that would be the first you know, 15 or 20 minutes of my presentation. And then I would field questions on it. By the way, for those of you who are joining me live right now, stop me. Let me know, first of all, where you're located. Type into the chat box where you're located just so I can get an idea of who I'm talking to. And also let me know if you have any questions on this specific strategy. So I'm going to continue on going into the strategy, but um, let me know where you're located and also let me know what questions you have. Um, so, so yeah, that would be the first kind of, you know, two thirds of my presentation. And I would always give out a handout. So while people were watching me, if I couldn't, if I couldn't put up a PowerPoint, I would try to put up a PowerPoint, but if I can't put up a PowerPoint, then at the very least, I'm going to give them my handout, right? So that would be the two thirds of it. Then the final part of the presentation is going to be lending capital to us. So hi, Cheryl. Uh, hi, Tomoji, California, Missouri. Okay, we've got some some interesting uh, geographic locations. Um, thank you for jumping on with me. Let me know what questions you have. But like I said, the first two thirds of my presentation would always be what's in it for your real estate agents? What's in it for all 50 of you real estate agents? If you bring me a deal first, right? You're going to make three times the amount. Okay. Then the second thing I would go into is, oh, by the way, we also have a really great investing opportunity for those of you who want to invest in real estate. And so real estate agents are really, really a great niche market in terms of who you should be raising capital from. Okay. Real estate agents are unique because of the fact that they fully understand real estate, right? So half the battle when you're trying to raise private money is getting somebody to understand real estate. So real estate agents already understand real estate. Real estate agents also understand if you're getting a great deal. So if you have a property that would resell for 200,000 today on the MLS and you're picking it up for 120 or 130 or 140, a real estate agent knows that's a great deal and a real estate agent also knows that there's very little risk when you're buying at that deep of a discount. So half the battle with real estate agents is already taken away. So it's very easy. So what we would do during the final third of, well, what I would do during the final third of that presentation is talk about our lending opportunities. And so how I would pitch it is this is for people who are interested in fixing and flipping, but don't want to do the heavy lifting of managing contractors, managing the project, dealing with the headaches of, of actually doing it, but know that real estate is a great way to invest. And what we would do is we lend out anywhere from 10 to 12% on the transaction and we pay it out on a monthly basis. So every single month, let's assume that we're, we're borrowing at 12% from a real estate agent whose office we just visited. 
we would pay out 1% to them every single month. So let's assume that a real estate agent lent us $100,000 on a deal. Every single month, they would get a check in the mail for $1,000 per month, okay? And again, you're not 100% necessarily even looking to, to, to pitch it to the people in the room, which you are. I mean, you are trying to get the people in the room interested. But real estate agents in general, their whole entire job revolves around getting to know people, getting to know people who like to invest in real estate. So if you can get in front of 50 real estate agents and pitch them on the great investing opportunity that you have, and again, replicate this over and over again in every single office in your area that has 30, 40, 50 plus agents. And there's some offices out there, they have 200 agents. I mean, that is a great, great opportunity for you as an investor to get off-market, great off-market deals plus cash. Um, Phil, Tom, should I get something in writing if, if I sell an investment property to the buyer so I can guarantee the listing back? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you have, if you have a great investment deal, I mean, I would say to the buyer directly, look, um, I've got an opportunity for you. This is how it's going to work, right? So if you have a great deal that you can pass on to a real estate investor, you hold all the cards. I mean, if they say no, okay, great. Now you just you know walk down the street to another real estate investor that will be willing to do it for you. Not every investor is going to be willing to give you the list back, right? Because every investor is going to run the numbers and they're going to see, okay, what is the net to me? So for me as a real estate investor, and most real estate investors are going to look at it the same way, paying an agent on the back end is an expense. So if it costs me another $10,000 to have a real estate agent list that property, what is my net? Is it still a good deal? And if it's still a good deal, yeah, why wouldn't I pay a real estate agent? And for an investor, I mean, you know, there's nothing better than when somebody brings a deal directly to you that you didn't have to spend marketing money on. So everyone that's on the line that's kind of, you know, followed my stuff knows I'm a huge proponent of spending a lot of money on marketing to, to get face-to-face -face with motivated sellers. So if a real estate agent can bring you a deal that you did not have to spend marketing money on, yeah, there's huge value for that and they should absolutely give you the, the listing back. So again, to kind of recap on the strategy, you know, you, you're gonna make a list of every single big real estate office in your area, call the broker, call the manager, pitch them to get in there. Then when you get in there, um, explain to them how real estate agents can make a lot more money by working with you. And then at the end of the presentation, because you want it to be the last thing that they hear, people in general tend to remember the very last thing that they hear. So if you're looking to raise capital, the last thing that you want to say is the capital portion. And so at the end, all you're going to say, we have these great opportunities. It's a, it's a passive income inve investment opportunity. We pay out anywhere from, again, you can pitch it at whatever amount you need, 8, 10, 12, 15%. It has to be high enough so that someone is going to be interested in the investment. Anything under 8% is not going to get anybody excited. So don't go below 8% unless you just don't want anybody to lend to you because it's not going to be enticing enough. Anything over 15% and then it's kind of unfair to you and it's going to be difficult for you to do the deal. So um, for those of you who are on the line, just let me know what are the questions you have about this method or 
hey, about anything else related to real estate investing or even on the brokerage side. Um, and I'll stick around for a couple more minutes. Just let me know what you guys need help with for sure. And I've got some people on the line that I'm already working with. For those of you who want to learn more about working with me directly, um, how to basically take my model in the Boston market that has helped me to fix and flip over 100 properties per year, accumulate over 300 rental units, and have over 150 real estate agents in my market, go to www. I'm going to type this right in. Um, realestateinvestingiseasy.com. And so um, for those of you who have jumped on, if you're in the questions, uh, the real estate questions Facebook group, even when we're not live, um, all that you need to do is just jump into that group. Any questions that you have will get responded by me directly within 24 hours. So anything that you need help with, any questions on generating motivated seller leads in your market, how to raise capital, how to find good contractors, because those are the only three things that are important in this business. Um, Cheryl, do you just call the broker to try to get the presentation? Um, yeah. So I would I would call the broker and I'd say, hi, my name is Tom Caffarella. I'm a local investor that is looking to work with real estate agents in your market. Would it be okay to, if you guys have a training day, if I could just come by and introduce myself and do a 10 or 15 or 20 minute presentation on what I'm looking to do? And again, when you're pitching that to a brokerage owner, what are they going to hear? They're going to hear, wow, um, that's going to make me more money. So if you're if you're working with my agents and doing deals with my agents, I'm going to make more money. So it's a really you know big value proposition for the real estate broker. In addition to the fact that they're always looking uh, for people to do trainings um, during their training day. So almost every big office has a couple of training days a week. Um, in my Boston office, we have it on Tuesday and Thursday. And we're always looking for vendors. Like I said, we have attorneys, we have accountants, we have um, mortgage professionals, we have people in the insurance business, and it's all about educating our real estate agents. So for most brokers, not only is it going to be an opportunity for them to do more business, but it's also going to be an opportunity to educate their real estate agent. So in general, getting in the door is really, really easy. You're not The only time you're probably going to have trouble getting in the door <clears throat> is if the broker on record is a real estate investor and they just don't want their competition in there. But I, I can't think of a time I actually ever ran into that because most of the big real estate offices, um, the owner is typically not an investor. Um, at least in Boston, most of the investors are either under a broker or if they have their own brokerage, they're a very small brokerage because it's difficult to run a big brokerage, running investment company at the same time. So most people kind of choose one or the other. What are the questions you guys have before I hop off? Um, like I said, I'm able to answer anything related to real estate investing in general um, or anything related to the topic today. Um, if anyone has anyone on the call who's currently working with me has any deals they want to talk about, I'd love to talk about some some deals, some leads, um, analyze some some investment opportunities that we've put in front of you. Um, so for those of you who don't know who are on the line, when we work with people in other markets, we provide them with two things. And again, you can learn more about this at www.realestateinvestingiseasy.com. But when we work with people in other markets, we're providing them with the lead generation tools. So we're actually generating face-to-face -face seller appointments for people in the markets that we work. 
So I just got off the phone with a guy in Jacksonville. And so he's signing up with me today. Within 48 to 72 hours, we will have leads in his market for motivated sellers that want to meet with him to get a cash offer. So we provide leads and then we provide the support. So any questions they have, um, I'm available to them for any help. And the goal is for them to take what they're doing in their current market. And they don't have to, they don't have to want to replicate my model exactly, but to use my model in order to get them where they want to go. So Cheryl, um, did you acquire your 300 units by, by portfolios or one at a time? Yes. One at a time. Um, yeah. Acquiring one 300 unit, um, rental property really wouldn't, I mean, it'd be a, a great achievement, but, um, nothing to really brag about because it's really, that's just a simple thing. You make one, one, uh, you know, one deal. The way that we do it, um, is we use the Burr strategy. So for those of you who aren't familiar with it, it's buy, um, renovate, rent at full market value, and then refinance. So we weren't able, we wouldn't have been able to buy 300 rental units on day one. Uh, financially, we just wouldn't have been able to put the down payment down. So the way that we do it, the way that we accumulate rental units so that we don't have to have a ton of you know cash out of our own pocket is we will buy the property, you know, fix it, get it fully rented, and then refinance it out to get all of our money back. So assume so basically most of the properties that we buy are three to six unit buildings. And so say that we buy a three unit building maybe for three hundred thousand dollars, we'll put down a sixty thousand dollar deposit. So we'll be out of pocket sixty thousand on day one. Then we'll rent it, we'll get it renovated, and by the time that we're done with it, you know, three, four, six, eight months later, it might be worth four hundred thousand dollars or four hundred and fifty or five hundred thousand dollars. And then we'll get an 80% loan to value loan on it and pull the money back out. And then that 60,000 that we put down is now in our pocket and we're able to buy something else. So we've accumulated them bit by bit. I think the biggest, I'm trying to think of the biggest one we own if it's nine or 12 units, but most of ours are just threes, fours, sixes, um, small units. And we actually, we used to hold two, two families, but we just found that they weren't able to cash flow that well. So we ended up um, selling all of our two families and then upgrading into other units. Ricardo, JD, do you only do that in markets you work? Um, I'm not fully understanding the question. Do I only do what in markets you work? Um, just give me a little bit of clarification on that so I can um, you know, properly answer the question. And for those of you who are still on, um, you know, whatever questions else you have, let me know. Um, I'll get to Ricardo's questioning and anything else that you have. Um, Phil, your portfolio has been bought with hard money or 201k mortgage. Um, so in the beginning, everything that we used to do in the beginning was hard money. So we, we would buy properties with hard money and then refinance them out. <clears throat> now we have commercial lines of credit. And the only difference between a good commercial line of credit and hard money is just the rate. So we still need to put a down payment down. They still need to have a lot of equity in the property. But now, um, instead of paying 12 or 13 or 14%, we're paying 5 or 
And in order to get commercial loans like that, you've definitely got to have a lot of experience um, for sure. Um, they won't lend to you on day one, these banks. They want to know that you've done 20 or 30 or 40 deals. And then even when they know that you've done 20 or 30 or 40 deals, they'll start you out small and then work your way up. So when we started, I think we got, I don't know, a $500,000 line of credit, which is very small in the Boston market. And then, you know, every every six months, we would go in front of the committee for a review, ask for an increase, and then we would get bumped up to one, you know, 1.5, 2 million. And we're still looking for increases all the time because we always find more deals. So JD, your coaching and lead generation, do you only do that in markets that work? It works in every single market. Um, every single market across the U.S., um, I'd have to look to see exactly how many markets we're doing in it, doing it in now, but I think we're in 45 to 50 different markets, and it all works. The only difference from one market to another is going to be the average profit per deal and the cost per lead. So, for example, I've got some guys I'm working with over in Los Angeles, and their cost per lead is higher. Um, but on the flip side, they're... The, the amount that you can make on a deal in Los Angeles is also much higher. So if you're not making 70, 80, 90, 100,000 on a flip in Los Angeles, you're doing something wrong. But the leads are going to cost more there. Vice versa, uh, I'm also working with somebody in West Virginia, and the cost of the leads is whew, so much lower than other markets. However, they they are successful there if they make Twenty-five or thirty or thirty-five thousand dollars per deal. So, typically speaking, the lower the lower the cost per lead, um, the lower the money you're making on any one given deal. The only markets that this system, I mean, it works in every market, but the only markets that, like, I would hesitate a little bit to say that you need to do it are markets where you can still get a great deal on MLS. And that is literally, you know, markets that I can count on a hand, on my hand. Like Detroit would be a good example. In the worst, worst parts of Detroit that still haven't picked up yet, if you can go on the MLS and buy something for $5,000, you don't want to spend marketing money to get a deal for $2,000. It doesn't make sense. There's no margin there. But in almost every market across the U.S., it's difficult to get a deal. Um, so much so that you need to spend money on marketing. All right, Phil, last question. Is there a way to buy and hold using other people's money for finance and down payment to start, assuming you want to rehab? Okay, so all you're talking about, all Phil's talking about here is gap funding. So gap funding is the concept that you're using, you're raising money to, to fund your down payments. So you're, you're raising money from somebody else. And that's typically, I mean, that can be in a lot of cases what people do when they raise private capital. So um, it's really when you're when you're borrowing money from somebody else and it's a private transaction, um, a lender doesn't know. Like a, a, I don't, a lender wouldn't care where it came from. Like if if a lender gets their down down payment, if you're if you're going to a commercial bank and you give them a twenty percent down payment, as long as they have the down payment, they don't care where it came from. I mean, they have the twenty percent right in the po in their pocket on day one. And then they also have the collateral of the property. And assuming that you bought it at a discount, you're going to have a very, uh, a very favorable loan to value. So that's what a lot of people do. They raise capital in order to gap fund. 
Um, so you could absolutely do it as long as the person who's lending you the money is okay with it, right? So I would I would make sure that you disclose that to the person that's lending to you. But as long as they're okay with it, and as long as you're giving them a good rate of return, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14%, whatever it ends up being, it can be really a win-win for everybody. But the key on all of this is to get a great deal. So if you get a bad deal, um, the numbers don't work for anybody. Um, and it doesn't make sense for you to borrow money to, to do this if you can't get a great deal. You want to have at least you know, 25 to 30% equity on day one. And then when you can do that, if you can get, you know, that great LTV on day one, then everyone's going to want to start lending to you because they're going to, they're going to see your success and they're going to see what you're doing. And um, they're going to be comfortable with what you're doing. So um, even if you have questions after watching this video, type them into the chat box. I do review this, uh, these videos after the fact, I get notifications of who put in comments so uh, the more you can like and share this video, I would appreciate it. You know, we're trying to get our message out to as many people as possible. Facebook's algorithm on who this is shown to is based on how many likes we get and how many shares we get. So if you believe that we provided you with value on this video, please share it. Please give us a thumbs up. And um, every single day, Monday through Friday, 4 to 5 p.m., I'm on Facebook Live. So for the people who are working with me, let me know what questions you have. And even for the people I'm not working with, I'm still available to answer questions from 4 to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. So I hope everyone has a good week, a uh, good weekend. Uh, the weekend is the best time to get work done. Everyone else is out sleeping, having a good time. Um, it's you know complete silence. So that's the time where you can make a lot of strides. Sundays are my favorite day. I'm in the office every Sunday morning because Sunday mornings, nobody works. Nobody's on the road. So I'm, I'm out I'm out on the road um, about 6.30, heading to my office. There's no traffic, no one to get in my way. I go to, go to my office. There's nobody here. It's beautiful. And I can just crank. I can get through the most important things. So for those of you who are really still in the mode of building a business, weekends are awesome. Weekends are, are the time where you can get ahead. So um, keep pushing, keep working, working hard, and I'll see everybody Thanks again for listening to on Agent Monday. Investor, thank you. And especially thank you for sharing the show with other agents and reviewing the show on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. To get weekly video trainings and connect with other agent investors, join our free private Facebook group. Just go to joincameroncoaching.com and we'll add you to the group. We'd love to see you there. And stay tuned for the next episode of Agent Investor.